Welcome to Let's Chat. My name is Taylor and this is Ethos, a young adult community located in Southern California. We have a question for you. Is the spark underrated or overrated? Personally, we as a crew have dealt with this myth and its implications for dating. We hope that this conversation helps you avoid it entirely. Let's dive in with Charles, Annalyn, Ray, and Cami. Wow, here we are. Let's chat. Uh, so if you're just tuning in, this is Let's Chat. It's a weekly podcast where we share the ideas and thoughts that are happening in the lives of young adults. And today we're joined by Ray, Cami, Annalyn, and Charles. We have Taylor behind the scenes today. Taylor, give us a shout out. And uh, today we are talking about relationships. Um, and so to kick us off, Annalyn, you have a thought about relationships that's yes. been mulling through your head. Yes. Yeah, what, what do you got? Um, the best part of the beginning of a relationship, spark. What is it? And like, what do we do about it? A spark. Like, what, what do you yeah. mean by spark? I don't know. So I work in a coffee shop and I meet a lot of new people all the time. And obviously some customers are gonna stick out more than others. What is that even, and like what do we do about it, and how are we supposed to do it with Jesus compared to how the world would fail at doing it? And so when you say spark, you're talking about like the lightning bolt moment in a relationship? It's like, there's like a light where it's just like this person it's like your it's like your Fitbit telling you like your blood pressure's up like okay. something. It's the like up. Ah, the magical mm-hmm. like the fairy dust moment. Just uh, like a <laughs> oh <laughs> kind of moment. Um, I, I have a I have a question I want to ask you because okay. I think this would be good. So this is a little game that I picked up listening to a podcast. It's called Overrated or Underrated. And so since you introduced the spark, let's just start there. Overrated or underrated, the spark, the lightning moment. <laughs> overrated. Okay, why? Because, like, there's something there, obviously, like, it's important, but I think, especially in our world today, we give a little bit too much um, weight to the spark, and it feeds everything that comes, a lot of what comes afterwards, and that's a, that's a no-go. Anybody else? Cammy, Annalyn? I agree. I think it's overrated because there's typically not a lot of depth to the spark, so it's good to have it, but then there's a lot more building that needs to happen after that. And I think that sometimes when you get too caught up in the spark, then it could cause impulsive decisions or things that might hinder the relationship later. So hmm. I'm going to play devil's advocate just because you guys are both like on the side of like it's, it's you know, overrated. I'm going to go underrated. Mm. Underrated. And here's why. Uh, one, I'm the only married one in the room, so I have authority. In the, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, I, would say, I would say underrated because I think there is something to be told for chemistry. Like that, like having chemistry with somebody, having a connection with somebody, having a, um, I don't know, like a, a way that you guys mesh together is actually really important. And I think if you don't have some of that, then you're like, why are you even attracted to that person? And so I would, that, that would be my, my kind of take. I, again, will go outside the lines and say it's just what it is. I think it is what it is. I think it's just right. And I say that as someone who has experienced spark, but is not married. Oh. So. So you're like, like, are you like the spark was like, uh, oh. I've had sparks. I've had sparks. And I've had sparks obviously not lead to marriage. And I've had sparks, but it doesn't mean those are bad sparks. But also I've had sparks that have led to wildfire. So. Explain. Yeah. Yeah, explain. Wildfire, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, so you're like a spark. It's like, okay, I think of fire, right? 
let's say fire is love, good love, and or just love in general, or just heat. And so it's like, you'll have a bunch of sparks when you're trying to light a fire, and it goes everywhere, and you're gonna have a bunch before you even get a flame. And this, and like, if you're not careful with the spark, it could be like Smokey the Bear always warns us, it can turn into a wildfire. And it's like, and it's like, it's hot at first, like, mm, ooh, the heat like feels good, it looks cool. But it'll just, just it's like a short, uh, like a short fuse to destruction. And, and then, I mean, other times, like you found, like it's a beautiful, long lasting flame that builds fruit and that produces fruit. And I mean, that's something I hope I have one day, Lord willing. That's good. I mean, I, again, I, I'm, I'm married, so like I, I, but I don't think I actually have a spark. I think I was the opposite of the spark. I think I was like the wet blanket for a relationship, to be honest. <laughs> Like, it was the opposite of Spark. My, my wife thought I was annoying, thought I was obnoxious, and thought that, like, I was just kind of dumb. And I was, I was honestly, like, kind of mean a little bit. There was a band that had come out. I was like, you don't know this band? Like, who are You're you? You're the like, worst. I'm totally that guy. I was the, I'm, like, trying to kill Sparks. Like, I'm, like, a, a, a fireman in the world of fires uh, for relationships. And so, but it still worked out for us. Um, I, I think that Spark is a really interesting idea. I, I know that, like, there's, like, neuroscience that like backs up like the way that the people interact and the way that their brains and they're attracted and, and not attracted sometimes the past pain um but what's interesting to me about the spark idea is just how like how much of a like what feels like maybe um like it's this unattainable thing that everybody thinks they should have like like second underrated overrated question dating apps underrated overrated dating apps you're looking at me, huh? Come on, Ray. <laughs> um, I can start. I'm gonna, my, yeah, yeah, my answer is short. Go ahead. Underrated. Underrated? That's it. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's it. You got nothing it. else to say to that? I mean. Okay, we'll come back to you. We'll come back to it. Okay. Underrated. Okay. I was going to, I was thinking like properly rated. Like some people just aren't with it and like that's fine. That's not really your thing. Some people like they use it, they know how to use it and it could be a really good thing. Some people are using it for like the wrong reasons. So like I think to go one way or the other would be tough for me. So just rated. Just, yeah, just rated. <laughs> I was going to say indifferent because I feel like, I mean, I will say I feel like there's a stigma against them in some people that like, oh, I just, I don't want that to be how I meet the person, you know, like they kind of condescend upon it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I mean, if it brings you together, then there could be something to that too. So, rated. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I don't even know how to think about it because I, I mean, that dating apps like predate me a little bit. I mean, there was like eHarmony and OkCupid and... Christian you know, Mingle. I, no, there was Farmers Only, though. There was definitely Farmers Only. <laughs> um, which, by the way, if you're a Farmers Only person, props to you. Grew up in the Kern River Valley. Farmers Only. Uh, but uh, dating apps, I, I feel like they are overrated because I, my, my experience in talking to young adults, and maybe you guys as well, is um, the point of the app is to swipe for the spark. Like, and then it's like, it's, it's turned like the whole dating paradigm into like a checklist of like all the stuff that people are, like a resume. Like here's my profile resume, like swipe left or right on that. And it's like, I, can you sum you up in a, in a resume on a thing? I mean, maybe, but, but maybe not. And it's like we're, we've like raised the level of wanting the spark, like the, the lightning bolt moment to be the thing that defines our relationships, which I've been in a relationship for now like 11, we celebrated our 11th Valentine's Day like this February. And there have been way less spark moments and more like, more like moments that felt like a, uh, a file on a piece of iron being like pulled off. 
like way more like slow grind, slow burn moments than spark moments. And that may not be everybody's relationship, but that, that's at least my experience. Um, and so I, I just wonder if like the, I would say again, like I think they're overrated because I think we are looking for instantaneous when any really good relationship is like this slow progression to something that actually bears fruit that's good. So that's my thought. So it's like, it, I want to I want to hear like why you think they're underrated, but so it's it's like, like the process is where the fun is. Like, and that's with anything really. Yeah. And like, I feel like with things like apps um, and like social media and stuff like that, like we've kind of lost that value for the process and a lot of things. Everyone wants to look rich right now on Instagram rather than like go through the process of, be of building, being, being rich. Like same thing with their relationships and stuff like that. Um, Annalyn. <laughs> yeah, well, like taking in all of that, I might even change my answer. Oh gosh. Because- Charles uh, got us. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. Um, because like, I, I mean, I'm mid twenties and I haven't spent too much time on apps, but what I thought was good was the convenience of like, filtering, like I get to choose like, oh, Christians only mm. or non-smokers only. Mm. And that filters out a lot of things. I don't know, I can only speak for a female, but it's like uh, filtering the guys you meet on the street, like it's harder than on an app, it's just already filtered. Mm. And then it's not, I'm not saying like attraction is like the main thing, but it's kind of just really convenient. So, so you were saying like how, how the app can help you filter through like what's there. I think my response question would be, um, something to the effect of like it's good that it filters but like what, what do you do like what do you do when you're presented with like a hundred choices or a thousand choices or like ten thousand choices right like like there's a there's a reason why like you know a, a place like in and out regardless if you hate it or, or or don't like it but like a place like in and out has like a few choices that you're like oh like i can like move from that like from a biological and a neurological standpoint we are not designed to deal with like that many choices like it just it overwhelms our our brains and our like emotions. Yeah. And so like an app, there's a great book by Enzi Sanzari, who's a comedian, which you like wouldn't expect. It's yeah. called Modern Romance. And he just talks about the perils of like dating and navigating all of the choices that I was like, man, like that's true. Like there's this beauty to like, I have all these great choices, mm -hmm. but then what do you do with like, oh, there's a hundred people that I could be, I could potentially have interest in or be interested in me. And, and then you get like stuck in that process. I'm thinking. <laughs> I think, well, I think my opinion is, is that um, there are biblical roles to how we should do that. And I think, number one, you should always listen to the discernment of the Holy Spirit. The, so download it. I have an Apple device. That's what you're saying? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't promote brands. <laughs> um, except coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> but Where'd you get this coffee? Play coffee, guys. Yeah, go play. Leon. We got you, bro. It's gorgeous. I wish I could speak more about it. I got a play sticker, too. We don't play. So you're talking about the Holy Spirit and how part of the discernment yeah. process. Well, number one, that should you should always lean on your discernment. And number two, um, it's uh, for I, I would defend um, that, like, uh, there's a biblical and biological way women should be pursued. And so when it comes to matches, like, it's like there's some apps that would... Um, that has the female go first, identifying female go first, and um, and say something to initiate the conversation. And the most apps, it's usually mutual or like usually the male would um, kind of like initiate. But and so it's like for me, I 
believe that as a woman of God, I should be pursued. And so when it comes to weighing out the options, I'm going to first weigh out who's pursuing me. And then there goes into how they're pursuing me, which is like how to maintain spark or how to deal with spark after the spark happens. The ongoing piece. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I'm still, I'm thinking a lot about what both of you said. Um, like, Annalyn talks about pursuing, and for me, like, I'm thinking, like, an app almost seems, and I don't have, I've, I've never used an app, but I'm, like, thinking, like, almost, I don't know if I want it to be that easy, just to kind of go back to what I was saying earlier, like, mm -hmm. it almost seems like just the, the process. I think it takes away some of that. It's, all, it's just, it's too easy. It's, it's not easy in the sense that there's so many options. I imagine I would be crippled like that, mm -hmm. by that. Um, but then there's the fact that, like, once you do make the choice, like, it's like, that's it. It's done. Like, uh, obviously, you have to date, and, like, there's a progression there. But, um, yeah. We didn't talk about, actually, I'll kind of bring this up, though, pandemic. Oh, what, pandemic dating? Yeah. How do you get this? How do you have a spark in a pandemic? Yeah. That's, that's like, the pushback that comes to my mind, like, immediately after I say that. It's like, okay, like, what do you do when you're, when you're stuck at home? So I don't know if there's any thoughts there. I think that's a really great insight, Ray. I'd love to hear what Cami thinks. I know Cami has some some strong opinions about uh, uh, pandemics and people. So go ahead. I mean, it's changed the way that we all interact with each other in many ways. But I think that one of them is that it's hard to form new connections when you're limited to an online space, just because there's a certain depth that comes with making eye contact and talking in person and like an engagement in that, that I feel like is underrated. Um, because a lot of times it's easier to just be behind a screen. And I think that's part of like dating culture nowadays is to just be able to sit and message people. And it's less effort, I guess, less commitment when you're just doing it through a device. But I feel like definitely in the pandemic, you know, it tested your relationship if you were already in one to start it. And if you weren't, then I feel like there's rare scenarios where people have formed new meaningful connections, but I think that it's really, really put limits on that um, and made it seem, maybe added another bit of like, just discouragement to the whole dating scene in general, just because you feel like you're limited on options even more so, um, just to be able to connect, so. So what I hear you guys saying is that the, the spark is real. The spark is a real thing that apps can potentially multiply the spark and then eventually wear you out. But that during a pandemic, that, that dating app might be more underrated than maybe it would be in a non-pandemic type world. Um, what, what are the implications of that though? Like what are, the, what are the things that you guys are seeing or experiencing in your own relationships that, that that's impacting or even your friends? Um. We were talking about this the other day, and I think about something that you mentioned to us, Charles, is like good relationships, strong relationships got stronger when everything went digital, and then the ones that were already weak, and maybe you didn't even realize that yet, got a lot weaker. Um, so I think the pandemic like really exposed that and showed, yeah. And like Cami was just saying, like it made those new relationships a lot harder to come across. Hmm. That makes me think, like how much, this is maybe a little bit of a rabbit hole, but like, we have some time to chat. Uh, it makes me think how, how much of the, of the desire for new relationships wasn't actually about the person you were trying to be in a relationship with, but was about the pursuit or the reality of the relationship. So the relationship becomes its own thing that you try to get. Pandemic eliminates so much of that. 
And now you're left with like some people and you're like, oh, I, there's people on the other side of these relationships. Because that's the other part of a, like what you're talking about, Cammie, like almost a dehumanization a little bit of like swiping past people. And, you know, I think about like what my, my uh, baseball card profile might have been for a, an app. And I'm like, I don't really know if I would have gotten that many hits, to be honest. Because like, I mean, I feel lucky that I like found somebody and like got married and the whole thing. But like, she would even tell you like, you're lucky to have me. So like, um, which I, Felicia, I love you. You're great. Um, and so, but, but I just, I just wonder like, like, what are we missing in that process? What has that like, what maybe can we learn from that? What has that taught us about dating relationships that we were like, I don't, I didn't really know that I needed to learn that. Hmm. Like, well, I think on another side of the spectrum, uh, the pandemic took away the complexity that a relationship is, for example, like vanity. It's like, uh, you can't post someone you might be dating because someone might attack you and cancel you for hanging out with someone outside your house. Um, or, and then I have other people who like, you know, may have lost friends, but like got engaged and married still within this pandemic. And whether that was a healthy relationship or not, I don't know. But it took away, like, the need to, like, have all this together, like a checklist. Mm -hmm. Not that checklists are bad, but it kind of was like, we don't need the image. We don't need all these people's opinions. Like, we have this time to, like, focus. And, um, you know, and it even took away the vanity of, like, big, big weddings that aren't bad. But it's like, no, like, we are bringing in people because we can only have a certain amount if legal, um, and we're going to really bring in people we, who will keep us accountable in our marriage and who will pray over us and speak into our entire life together. And so it also brought the purest form of relationships, I think. Mm. So you would say like it like refined a little bit, like the, the season of relationships. Yeah, that's kind of what Ray, I think, was talking about. Yeah. Um, what about you, Cammie? Any other thoughts? Um, no, I was just, yeah, thinking to build on what they were saying about how if it was already a good relationship, then it was refined. But I think that if you were in a bad relationship, then because of that discouragement of finding a new match or even meeting someone new, then you're more encouraged to stay in that relationship. Even if you're not working through those issues, it's sort of this like passive state of being like, oh, we're in a relationship and I have a person, so I just should stay with them. Kind of easy, convenient because you don't right. want to lose it. Yeah. And but. especially in a time when like there's less friends, like your social circle is so decreased and it's become so much smaller. So I think that would be the opposite end of it where it has been harmful. But I definitely agree that it's been helpful too in that way that it's um, helped relationships that were already going down maybe a good path and needed just that refining into a pure form. Dependency and attachment styles. I feel like we got to link to something because you just said that. No, <laughs> it's just like dependency and attachment styles. Big psychology terms, but things to think about. Well, I, I mean, I, I think what, what I hear us saying from our conversation about the spark is that it's something that we've all felt or that we all desire to feel, but I'm not convinced out of our conversation today that it's actually the best thing for us. Like, what we just talked about was about all this stuff around, like, what that spark causes. And, you know, if we look at, if we look at Scripture, we look at, you know, like this passage in John that we talked about um, where he says that, like, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so, like, regardless of your relational dynamic today, regardless of the place you've been in, is that Jesus invites us to follow him into relationships and that he wants us to, like, step into relationship with him and that he's actually working things around us for good relationships. Yeah. And this is just maybe, maybe it's just my, my word of wisdom that I've, I've observed in my, my life, but I would say stop looking for the spark and start looking for slow burns. 
Like, we should stop looking for the sparks and start looking for ways for the slow burns. Like, th there's a reason that, like, if you put a, a shoulder of pork into a crock pot and you let it cook for a number of hours, that you can pull it apart and it is delicious. If you just try to, like, barbecue that thing immediately and then try to cut into it, it's going to be hard and not a great meal. And what we really want in our lives are great meals. Great relationships are like great meals. They're slow, they're connected, they're intentional. There's a space for people to connect. And so I think the final word for today that I would say, and we, I don't know if you guys would say this, but like, like, like stop looking for sparks and start looking for slow burns. Maybe there's a slow burn around you today that somebody that's been consistent, connected, maybe it's been through the pandemic, maybe there's somebody that you can trust that has consistency. They might be a person that's a better fit for you than the person you're swiping on your app today. If this was helpful for you, go ahead, like, subscribe, follow us. We have so many resources that can help you get more connected here. We also meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at our Anaheim campus. Feel free, join us, bring your friends. We would love to see you there. Have a great week.